church, family, theology, news, entertainment, evangelism. If it's Christian, then we're talking about it. This is the Mike Charleston Podcast. Hey guys, we are back, and me and my wife are back here in the studio, and uh, say something. Hello, everybody. Uh, there she is. Okay, so we are back, and this is going to be a bonus episode, and what's going to happen, you're probably going to hear us pretty quickly, because the one episode is going to come out, and this is going to follow up maybe a day or two later. Um, if you listened to our previous one, if you haven't, you may want to go back and listen to the dating, courting, betrothal if not, it's unnecessary. Well, this is our story. So we, we were answering an email question, and they wanted to hear our story. A couple of people wanted to hear our story. Our story is a little unique. And so we were going to save a whole podcast just for our story, but we wanted it to kind of be a bonus thing. We didn't want to waste a whole week on our story. Uh, so we're going to just tell our story and talk about dating, courting, betrothal in the middle of all of that also. So, well, babe, so we're going to tell our story. You like telling our story? I do. It's kind of special to me. It is special to you. Yeah, so our story, it, it starts, let's see, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with me? Do you want to start with you? Uh, we should probably start with you. Okay, we'll start with me. So I grew up in a fairly normal church background. We, I went to a Sons of God church. Uh, went to had a big youth group. We actually our youth group had about twenty five kids. Uh, we had a new youth pastor come in. He preached. I remember his first message. It was this is just a side note here, but his first message was if you if you want to go to hell, go to hell. I don't care. But if you want to go to heaven, I'll show you. And I was like, he just said he didn't care if we went to hell. <laughs> but slowly but surely, all my friends were getting saved. I was one of the last ones, and that twenty five. That group of 25 ended up seeing about 500 to 1,000 people get saved. And wow. our youth group ended up, when I left, was over 500 people. And we didn't do cheesy, you know, Jesus things. We didn't do Bible baseball and, you know, pin the tail on Moses' beard or something like that or whatever. <laughs> we actually had a service, and he preached Jesus. And we had people come to Jesus. And it was actually a pretty good youth group. Um, stuff I wouldn't do today, but it was actually pretty good in that regard. It was very, they preached the gospel, people were getting saved, youth were getting changed. And to go into the public schools was very difficult. I, I was a public school kid, and to those pressures to live in a public school was very difficult. So anyway, having said all that, I wasn't raised in the way that I'm raising my children right now. Right. Does, does that make any sense? Yeah. I was a public school kid. I went to a, the mega church, <laughs> the big mega church in Fort Wayne. And so my parents were okay with me dating. They, they were like, when you turn 16, you can date. Mm. And so that was the kind of the rule. And I remember when I turned 16, I had it. Well, right before I turned 16, I had a talk with my dad. It's a great story. You like this? <laughs> <laughs> and there was a girl I was interested in, and uh, I will not say her name to embarrass her, but there was a girl that I was interested in since second grade, and and I was like, Dad, I want to, I want to ask her out, and he was like, Son, what are you gonna do? I was like, Well, what do you mean? What am I gonna do? I'm gonna do what everybody else does. He's like, How are you gonna get to the mall? I was like, well, you're going to ask for a ride? How embarrassing is that? I was like, my goodness, Dad, come on. You know, chill out. Give me a break. And he's like, you don't have a job, you don't have money, and you don't have a car. Who's going to want to date you? I'm like, gee whiz, I didn't think about all this. This is why young people don't make decisions, right? <laughs> and so I was like, fine. So I remember this going on Bible quiz and, and that, that, that day, I was, I was 16, and I was, it was my birthday, and I was Everyone kind of suspected that I might ask her out. And I was like, oh, and I kind of did. I went in the back room to get our coats and we were there. And I was like, hey, I know that you're probably expecting me to ask you out, but you know what? Dang it, dad. <laughs> <laughs> I am, 
I am not ready. I am not mature enough. I don't have a job yet. I don't have a car. And she was kind of taken aback. She kind of looked at me and was like, okay, that's very mature of you. I was like, yeah, <laughs> but that still means I don't have a girlfriend. And so anyway, that, that's a funny, I'm glad you like that. It was, so then fast forward a couple hours, I'm depressed. I, I am the karate kid, you know, I'm depressed. And, and my mom is like, go pick up a couple movies and let's go back home. It's your birthday. And I'm like, whatever. I'm depressed because I, I made a terrible decision, right? <laughs> and my, 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 I go home and I go down to the basement and there are all my friends, including the girl. And I'm like, this is so humiliating. No, surprise, it was a surprise birthday party. It was the worst day of my life. Uh. But, um, but anyway... The but I was actually very thankful for that later on. I'm glad my dad kind of convinced me not to because it, it sent me down road of I'm not just going to date anybody. You'll hear my story. And I was very shy. So I didn't ask anybody. out. I never had a girlfriend, really. Now, there was this one girl, Laura, very, very nice girl. But we only talked for like a week and it just didn't work out. And, you know, I didn't we didn't hold hands. We didn't do anything. It was just let's just feel it out. And it didn't work. No big deal. And but I didn't didn't ask people out, didn't go out. It wasn't like I, I didn't believe in dating. I knew there was something different about me, I guess. And I'm like, why do I want to date? And I want to I want to be with a woman, but I'm not going to a girl, I'm, but I'm not going to date. And so kind of by nature, because I was shy and maybe not the most attractive, not sure if everybody can believe that you were shy. <laughs> I wasn't very attractive either. And that's so, not true either. Yeah. And so I just didn't have dates. And then it, as I went to Bible college, I kind of confirmed that I, I am not going to date and, unless this is the one. I want to find my wife. I don't want to mess around with dating. And I don't know where I came up with that. I just, you know, me and God were, were tight. And he said, don't do this, I guess. So I didn't want to mess around with relationships. So this is before I even learned about homeschooling, house churching, just who I am today. I had no idea of any of this. And so that was my pre, pre when I, when I end up going to Bible college in Louisiana, that is where I am. I'm not going to be dating. I, I'm going to be serious. I want to find a wife when it's time. And uh, so anyway, so where, where do you jump in? So I was also raised in a Christian family, and I had spent the previous, I don't know, four or five summers going on different missions trips. Because you were more spiritual? I don't know about that, but I loved missions, and so I had been praying for God to direct me and what I should do next, and I had heard about this school in New Orleans, and it was for urban ministry, and I didn't really like the idea of that because I wanted to do foreign missions. But I prayed about it and I felt like it was where I was supposed to go. So I thought, well, we'll just see where, where I end up. And so I went there. I also had never dated. I didn't have boyfriends. Um, I was also very shy, but I really was shy. I'm still kind of shy. So that's, <laughs> you know, at least I'm consistent in that. But. You had a lot of friends that were guys, though. I don't know how well, shy you were. But that's because it was like, a there were just guys all around. So, I mean, today, like our kids, they don't, I don't know, I feel like it's, different because going to school with all these people, you're just used to being around a lot of guys and a lot of girls. And so you just talk to them all the time. So I was just kind of used to that. Yep. So neither one of us dated. Right. And so we end up in Bible college together. Now, when, when we say we didn't date, I sure thought you were dating and, uh, oh, you don't want to go down that road. Well, I don't care, but I wasn't <laughs> dating. There was just a guy that had told me at Bible college that God had told him not to date. Right. And, and a so, good line. I like that so line. So I felt comfortable to hang out with him because I knew that he didn't want to date. Like that was just some for some time down the road. It wasn't for then. So I was like, okay, well, and to be fair, most of our school was guys. Yes, that so, is true. I mean, there were four, four of us girls that lived there and then the rest were guys. So, I mean, I'm going to be talking to the guys. So I know that you think like, well, obviously in hindsight now I can look back and see, sure, I shouldn't have been hanging out with this one guy as much as I was, but I felt like it was safe. To be fair, you made it in our circles today. If you would be doing what you, you would, you would almost be like, you're leading them on. Right. You, you don't know better at this point. You're 18, 17, right. 18, 18 years old. Yeah. And 
you don't know. You're kind of innocent. You're just hanging out with a guy. But as an adult, we know like, hey, you're going to mess with this guy. He is thinking that you like him. And so he actually proposed to you. Yeah, well, he told me that God spoke to him and told him that I was to be his wife, and I was shocked. That's a good one to do, you know. That's that's, and you were kind of shocked, and like this came out of left field. Of course, all of us that are looking on the outside are like, duh. Well, <laughs> well, I know that now, but I didn't know that then. So I just, yeah, I was very shocked, and I had to tell him that I needed to think about it and whatever. And I went back to him and I said, I, I don't think God's telling me the same thing. Right. So. I had to end it. So you crushed him. Yeah, I did. And I, I did feel bad about that. Yeah, well, I mean, hey, but you decided, hey, I'm not going to marry this one. And once again, this is not, you, you guys weren't physically involved. You just no. were friends. And we'd go to the library, the, the Baptist Bible library place, whatever it was called, the seminary. Right. And uh, do a lot of research together. Well, and, uh, and he had given me a book that was... That's the irony of all this. Learning to say no without feeling guilty. Yes. <laughs> because I always had a problem saying no to people. And then eventually I said no to him. So. That is terrible. I felt bad for him. I know. But so anyway, so you got to be careful in, in this, that kind of the reasons why we tell our girls, we want them to be able to talk to guys but to be very careful at the same time right. that the one-on-one conversations should, should not happen. I don't think, cause then it just goes down that road. You're leading them on guys are like, she's talking to me. Oh, and right. are, are the girls like, Oh, he's talking. But if you keep it in groups, it's a little bit safer. Now, eventually it may have to get where he's a little bit more interested, but you know, kind of get the parents involved at this point and how that looks. Depends on your families. I don't know. Right. Well, I mean, guys and girls in general probably shouldn't be close friends. I mean, like you say, in groups, that's all good. But when I develop a friendship just with one other guy as a single yeah. person, that's just, you're going down a very dangerous Yeah, road. if you have a best friend that's the opposite sex, that's probably not good, unless yeah. it's your wife. Because you could feel like you have good feelings towards that person and it's all good, but the problem is one person generally is likes end up the other. Liking yes. the other. That is... My, my roommate had had that thing happen. He was best friends with this other girl, but he was dating someone else. Well, guess what? That was a problem. Yeah, I guess <laughs> It became so. a huge problem. But anyway, so we end up at this school in Louisiana. Uh, I'm very shy. I don't... <laughs> the fellowship king? <laughs> well, okay. So this is later, but okay. I, I'm not very good at meeting people. Okay. That's... So did I talk to you? No. Okay. No. There you go. Okay. And uh, so... We had uh, one of my best friends and one of your best friends at the school were engaged. Right. They were engaged and they actually drove up to Baton Rouge to do, he had a church up here he was starting and I was helping him. Right. So we would actually drive together in the vehicle with, with him, with your both, friend. Both of them. So it'd be the four of us that right. would come up most weekends because I lived here. So I'd come back and spend the weekend with my parents. And I would spend the weekend at the church with my friend. Right. And so you would think that driving up almost every weekend together that we would get to know each other. Yeah, but okay. believe it or not, no. we hardly talked to each other. Hardly. And you even came to my house. Like, yes. That was the hangout place on Sunday nights. Everybody would Sunday come nights we would out. come to your house and eat pizza. Your parents were like, let's order 50 pizzas and ice cream. And all the college students and even people from your church would hang out. It was a hangout place. Right. And we still didn't really talk. No. But uh, we watched. Right. You, you could kind of sure. learn a lot by just being in those groups and having the, the, I don't know how many people would show up, but going back and forth, uh, you were talking with your friend, I would talk with mine, and every once in a while we would talk. We actually got in a huge argument one time, <laughs> but uh, uh, which you, which I won. I won the argument. You let me win. Yeah, and uh, I, I knew it was <laughs> destiny then. I knew it was my density. <laughs> so, but anyway, the, um, so we, we're in school and in the back of your mind, you're secretly like I'm, me. Well, I mean, I was interested for sure. I just, I, for a long time, I really felt like you were just out of my league. Like you were out of your league because I was just so smart and good looking. Yeah, oh, you were wow. just like, yeah. you were so cool, and I wasn't, <laughs> so cool. like, I was 
That's funny. I don't know. I just felt like you were too good for me. Mm. So, you know, you try to kind of, when you're looking at a group, you kind of see who might be kind of in your same class or something. And I felt like you were above me. Well, let's briefly talk about this because your expectation of, of going into the school. Mm -hmm. Now this school is a rough school. A lot of these people had rough backgrounds and came out of gangs and came out in just really rough circumstances. Got saved. Yeah. And most of them are still in the ministry. Most of them are still living for God. Right. So it's all genuine, but they had some rough background. Yeah. And you growing up being innocent yourself, keeping yourself a virgin and all this stuff, just you were looking for a guy that was similar right and yeah. prayed that God would send you and you quickly gave that up once you went to that school yeah because starting to hear people's stories it's like wow everybody here has a past yeah so. their testimonies were rough <laughs> yeah all of them and so you just assumed that I was just like everybody else yeah pretty much and I was kind of offended by that I was like wait I a know, minute I'm sorry you're putting me in that boat I kept myself for you and uh, you had no idea until after the fact. But that was kind of one thing that you compromised a little bit. And I don't know if you needed to. Obviously, you didn't because right. we were both pure and uh, we kept each other for, for each other. But you were willing to like, OK, this is just guys are guys. And evidently, they don't keep themselves. And so I'm going to have to open myself up for a change, maybe change of plans, right. which is not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, look, someone gets saved, their past is their past, but you do have to consider their past. And if you're the sweet little homeschool girl that's never done anything wrong and you're marrying a gang banger, that ex game banger, there's going to be some baggage there maybe. Right. So you didn't have to worry about that in the long run, but I just wanted to mention that because it is important to keep convictions and to, if, if you pray to God to, for certain things, I think he'll bring that about. Yeah. And so anyway, so we, where, where are we going with our story at this point? Well, I mean, I guess we have to go to that first, where, where we started on Monday. Well, oh, you just well, want to jump right to it. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess right before that, maybe, but to the weekend before. So, well, the weekend before. So, yeah. So oh, this is actually very pertinent because we'll talk to you guys and because most guys are kind of chicken when it comes to talking to girls and when they're interested in girls like with me all the girls I ever liked I never talked to that that was just how it was I'm like I don't know why that doesn't even make sense logically but I was shy and I had no problems talking to their friends that I wasn't interested in but the one girl I did like I just could not talk to I don't know why that is that, that I was wired that way but that's the way it was I don't know how it was for you. I think the same is true with a lot of girls. Okay. It's just as hard. Like girls can talk to a lot of guys until it's. The Why? Guys. Because we're afraid we're going to say something stupid. I don't know. <laughs> Cause we're weird. I don't know. We're just weird. But anyway, so yeah, a week, the weekend before. So this is in May. May. You're up in Oklahoma with a, a group from the school uh, doing a, a ministry, outreach. right? Outreach yeah. thing, doing music and stuff like that. And I stay back because I'm not musically inclined at the time. And so I'm, I'm back at your house, actually, and just hanging out all by myself because my oh. friend is engaged and he's off with his fiance. Well, she comes back and she sees me, you know, sitting by myself. And so she comes and sits down with me and she's like, Mike, I know who's interested in you. Well, of course, I'm going to be like, do tell. I am all ears. When a guy hears that, they are they are hoping for the best, right? Pretty much. And she's like, "Yeah, there's this uh, uh, my you know Sarah. Sarah is interested in you." And I'm like, "There is no way." And I'm like, "Seriously?" She's like, "Yeah, I think so." I mean, she. I don't know if she said she said she told me, but it was something along those lines of yes. I. I she knows right. that Sarah likes you so I'm like all right gives me a lot to think about for a day and uh because that was Sunday and Monday we come back to school but how our school did it was Monday really wasn't a school day it was only Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday 
and Monday was a comeback work day day type thing. Yeah. And it just so happened. I had friends from Minnesota visiting, so I kind of was entertaining them. Well, I had my work was to work in the the computer uh, printing. I worked in the office and, and helped out. Well, it just so happens that I was all by myself in the office, walking down the hallway, and lo and behold, you were in the hallway too. Yeah, I have no idea how that happened, because usually there are people all around, but it did just happen that it was just the two of us. And I'm like, okay, she probably knows we had this conversation. Did did, did she tell you? I don't think so. So you had no idea that she told you, she was aware that I I. I don't I think knew. so, but I don't remember that well. Okay. I'm not sure. Okay. Well, you're just walking down the hallway. I'm walking down the hallway, and I'm like, okay, this is it. This is it. This is how I live my life, I guess. <laughs> and I'm like, this is it. It's now or never. And I just reached out and said, hey, would you, you want to go for a walk later or something like that? Yeah. And you're like, yeah. I'm like, cool. I'll see you tonight. And that was it. That was basically it. <laughs> Great I, conversation. I am Don Juan when it comes to, I am I was, Casanova. I was yeah. totally won over. Were you? <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah. So I'm, I was sweating bullets. I didn't know how this would go over. And I'm like, okay, I think I got myself a date. I think, <laughs> you know, I don't know, walk or whatever. I'm like, okay, but, but I'm very seriously minded. You know, I don't want a date. Right. Right. So I want to make sure that if I'm going down this road, I have thought about it. I've prayed about it. And I've considered this all of one night and uh, was thinking about your character and everything that I've watched about you and everything that I knew about you. And uh, there's a couple of things I won't say uh, that made me doubt for a second. There were a couple of things, mm-hmm. you know, but there were just, you know, little things. And I just looked, I said, you know what? There is no other godly woman that I know. And she is interested in me. So this is just a note to all you guys out there. It is good to get some help from sisters, friends, you know, whatever, to have that girl come up and say, so-and-so might like you. Like, oh, really? Okay. Uh, I think you asked that question at the recent camp that we were at. I did. I you asked, were on a panel asked, of, of women, and the question was... What should a marriageable age girl do when she's interested in a guy? Yeah, because she doesn't want to be a flirt right. and so ask actually, guys out. I actually went around and asked some of the single guys what they would recommend, and, and hands down, everybody said, the girl should come and talk to me, which, of course, is just terrifying for a girl to do. So right. I also would say that, you know, I think it's good sometimes to let the information leak out, but you don't have to go to the guy and say, I'm interested in you. Right. Tell a friend, tell your sister, tell whoever and it, let it kind of get around. Information leaking is good. Yeah. I'm all right with leaked information. <laughs> it worked for me. I'm not suggesting it always, but it did work for me. So I got the information. So I'm, I, I made a decision on that. I, I, thought about it literally for a day. I'm, I'm not kidding. It was a day that I really considered all this. And so we, I'm out there playing basketball, showing off my skills, hanging out with these guys from Minnesota. And eventually you're standing there on the sideline waiting patiently. Watching, admiring. Yes. <laughs> and eventually my sweaty self comes over to you and says, you ready for a walk? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So this is the part that I regret. Oh. Yeah, because it's just ridiculous. It's so, it's so unlike me, but in some ways it is, I guess. Yeah. So I'm so counter everything in life that, of course, this would make sense. Right. But we get to the corner. uh, We had our school, and then there was like a fire department in the same parking lot, and we get to that fire station And that's when I turn and ask you what? You said, do you see this going anywhere? And I'm... Because if not... Oh, because if not, 
then we should turn around and go back. Right. And I was like, okay. Uh, guys, do not start your conversation <laughs> off that way. That is totally ridiculous. That, that, that just, I'm surprised she didn't just say, we're done. This is ridiculous. But she, she held on. So, but, but from my perspective, I, like I said, I didn't want to date. I didn't want to mess around. I didn't want this. I didn't want to get my heart tied to something where she's, ex I didn't know what her expectations were. I didn't know if she was just like wanting to just hang out and go for a walk. I'm like, do you, what do you want out of this? What, what are you trying to get from this? Are you wanting to pursue this for marriage? If you just want to hang out and talk to a guy, then I don't want to waste my time. Right. That sounds very terrible for an opening line, <laughs> but that is what it is. That's what you did. So yeah, I am, I am ST ruggling at this but point. you didn't even elaborate it that far. You just said, do you see this yes. going anywhere? If not, <laughs> let's turn around. So I'm like, okay, sure. Let's go. Well, I am, I am very nervous at this point too. Damn. So we, we go off the levee in New Orleans is about, I don't know, half a mile to a mile from our school. Yeah. Something like that. And we just walk to the levee and walk back. That's basically it. And I know this is going to be a shock to everyone out there, but I did most of the talking. <laughs> yes. And I just talked and talked and I will literally tell you, well, cause I'm going to tell you and that is literal, but literally I'm not kidding. This is not, I'm not lying. Halfway through the walk, I was like, I want to marry you. And I didn't tell you that, right? but I was like, I, this is my wife. I want to make her my wife. I want to get married. Now I had no, I wanted to be serious, but I'm like, what in the world? You know, I want to get married to this woman. And, but I cannot ask her today. This is day one. We didn't even go out to eat. This is just a walk. I can't ask her to, to marry me on day one. This is May 18th. So Monday night, I can't ask her on, on day one. So I'm like, I got to keep, I got to keep cool here. So what are you thinking on our walk? I was just really in awe and I was so excited and it just felt wonderful. And I, I'm pretty sure if you would have asked me then I would have said yes. That is I was craziness. Totally like no, there is no way. <laughs> I don't know. Cause it seems way too crazy, but, um, and by know. the way, we do not recommend this no, for any of our no. kids. <laughs> we're, we're a little different, but that is crazy. Day one. Uh, I don't know, but, uh, maybe in some circumstances, I don't know. But so, yeah, I'm trying with everything, not to ask the question because I don't want to ruin it. Honestly, if I scare you, right. Cause I heard that you already rejected Glenn. So right. I'm like, if you re rejected him, she's tough to get. <laughs> and day one, I'm, I'm in trouble here. So, so we basically, so Tuesday comes along and obviously we're on cloud nine, just going to class, staring at each other and stuff like that yeah. is silly stuff the kids do oh, it's kind of ridiculous it is but whatever it was those wonderful feelings that oh it was about. great we feelings that. that i felt i really felt like i found the one and well i did yeah. <laughs> so tuesday goes we do the same thing we go for a walk we talk wednesday comes along we go for a walk seems like a nice pattern right right thursday we go for a walk. Friday, usually we, we go up to Baton Rouge on Friday, right? Right. Sometimes we go on Saturday, sometimes on Friday. Well, this one happens to be a Saturday. We go, we go to Baton Rouge on Saturday. Right. So Friday night, because I'm this kind of guy, I'm going to treat you right. So I ask, actually ask you out to go to Shoney's. Yeah, living, it, living up. it up there at Shoney's. And, uh, I should have known. Yeah, you should have seen it all coming from there. Uh, this is living it up right here. Shoney's is the best you're going to get, woman. So we actually had a meal. We, we went out and we're talking. I'm sweating bullets here because I'm going to ask you to marry me tonight. This is day five. So you actually had that plan. I think so. I mean, I just, I, I can't help myself anymore. I've been hiding it for five days and this is the fifth night. It's a long time to hide that. I know. <laughs> it's, it's just ridiculous. So we're talking and we say, well, let's, let's go for a walk to the levee because that's what we do. And so we get to the levee and we just hang out and talk and talk. And I'm just, I'm in all of you. And I'm like, yeah, I just, 
I want to get married. Now we're not holding hands. We haven't kissed. These are these weird rules that I came up with before we even met. I didn't read any books about this. I'm just like, we're not going to do this. So we're just walking side by side. We're not holding hands. I think I did reach over and hold your hand though on the way. I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe it was on the way back. Might've been the way back. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, maybe we should do that. Because electricity was flowing. <laughs> no. But so on the way, we're talking. So we get to the levee. We're talking at the le- watch the boats go by. And, and once again, guys, I am chicken. I am not the most romantic guy out there. I am not a ladies' man at all. I'm very fortunate to have my wife who can tolerate my unromantic self. Oh, it's not so bad. <laughs> I try. But... So we get to the levee and I am just nervous as all get out. I don't know if I'm showing it at this moment. I don't know what you're thinking. You never have looked nervous. I can't I think of a nervous time I've it's ever ridiculous. seen you. So of course I don't think you were nervous, but uh, I was nervous because I was nervous the whole week. Uh, yeah. Well, anyway, so I'm, I'm nervous because I know what I'm about to say and I just don't know how to say it. So what do I say? You say, so... Would you consider us engaged? Yeah. Isn't that the <laughs> easy way out? And uh, so, yeah, I'd look over to you and say, so um, would you consider us engaged? And you said, I don't, oh, don't know. know. You haven't asked. I was like, oh, snap. She's going to make <laughs> me ask. So it felt like an eternity, but I think it was like a minute goes by and we're just kind of watching the boats go by just sitting there sweating it could have been 10 seconds for all i know i don't know yeah i don't know and so i finally look over you and i said will you marry me and of course i said yes, yes. <laughs> and that was it yeah. and it was like okay let's go back yeah you know i just because i didn't know what to do because at this point i i still didn't want to kiss i still right. didn't i wanted to be honor honorable to both you and me and and to God to, right. to honor what He wants, and uh, so I didn't know how to act. I was just like, "Okay, that's over next," <laughs> you know. But so five days. I do not necessarily recommend this for everyone. No. But it, it was so on a Monday, the 18th, we go for a walk. By the 22nd, we are engaged. It's only one little problem, though. Mm. We forgot to tell anybody. <laughs> Tell yeah. any, I didn't tell my parents. my parents, you didn't tell your parents. So the night goes on. We're just happy. Uh, you wake up, you knock on the boy's dorm and it's like, is Mike, I'm still asleep. Cause I was just in all of the, the previous night. And so I'm like, yeah, we walked to the Christian bookstore or something like that. Our first day engaged and, uh, we go to look at some, some music or something. I don't know. And then we catch our ride to Baton Rouge. Well, you have not told your parents yet. Nope. They only know, because we lived in a weird dorm where there was one phone. Right. <laughs> it was a pay phone. People don't know what that is, but it was difficult to communicate with others. And you, the last time you communicated or talked to your parents was that you went for a walk with me. Right. The guy that sat in the room all by himself and was kind of quiet is actually, we're going out now. And right. so they were kind of excited to see us. Yeah. So we drive up, all in love, and uh, we get to your parents' house, and they meet us, and they're like, "All oh, you'd have to know her parents," but they're all just <laughs> like, "Oh," and and uh, we broke the news to them, which once again, guys, you might want to talk to dad yeah, first. Not suggested. I, I didn't. I wasn't <laughs> raised the way I was uh, raising my kids. I didn't know the protocol. I didn't right. know. You didn't know. No. We're just winging it. We're in college all by ourselves and we're trying to just do what God wants us to do. I didn't know any better. Well, we said we're engaged and your mom and dad were like, um, in the room. (laughs) Okay. Maybe not like that. Yeah. It wasn't quite like that, but he did want to talk to me (laughs) and the irony of it, everything that he brought up has come to pass. He's like, well, what if you don't finish school? I'm like, I'll figure it out. What if you lose your job? You know, I'll figure it out. What if you get pregnant right away? I'll figure it out. All those things happen. (laughs) I was like, thanks Mel. (laughs) But, um, 
But no, I was just kind of cool and collected like, hey, man, come on, man. We'll figure it out. It's, right. I don't have a job right now. I don't have a place. Once again, I do not suggest this. <laughs> but I didn't have a place. I was in school. I didn't have a place. I didn't have a car. I didn't have a job. Really, I did have a job. It was a part-time job. Right. Working at a pizza place. And uh, so this is not the ideal perspective guy coming to your house right if a guy showed up like that i'd be like dude get stepping what are you talking about you're ready to get married you have no idea what you're doing just stop playing games but uh but no so you're you're everything was kind of a blur at that point but nothing was gonna stop us i I made a commitment i'm i am engaged to you i am going to marry you yeah and that started a lifelong journey. Now, we had difficulties during our uh, engagement process. It, we had to learn each other, and there was little frustrations, just like any other relationship. Mm-hmm. And we, we plowed through, and we, we made it. We kept ourselves for ourselves, only for ourselves. And I think that is the, one of the biggest blessings that we can communicate. Yeah. We did it. By following God, not because of any rules, not because of some group said to do it this way, even though I'm telling my kids to do it this way. <laughs> and But we did it because, hey, God wants us to do this, and God wants to keep us. He wants me to be sexually pure. He wants me to not throw myself around to other girls willy-nilly. He doesn't want to throw yourself at guys. Right. And so we come from different parts of the world, we meet, and as your dad likes to think, that it was just divinely appointed, and yeah. I don't necessarily agree with that. We just, we made good decisions, and God, I think God was in this, but I don't think he prearranged it years and years and years. Right. Uh, if especially if you knew my family's past, it, it, sin was involved. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't think God authored that. But, um, so yeah, I mean, your, your parents had a couple of uh, questions, you know, yeah. they, they, they had some, eh, you sure about this? We don't know him that well. Right. I don't suggest it only because, especially on your part, I'm amazed that on your part, because I knew who I was, but man, you don't know who I am. You could be taking a big risk here by yeah. in five days, just walking and talking with me in five days. I could be some shyster and selling you a, a, some goods and you buy it. And now you're con- committed to marrying me the rest of right. your life. Yeah, I mean, I agree. When I look back, I'm like, it It does seem rather scary if I think about somebody else doing what I did. Right. But <clears throat> all I could say is, I mean, I had prayed and prayed and prayed and sought God. And I I felt like I was doing the right thing. And yep. I never looked back. I'd, even through our time of being engaged, and I never you know, had anxiety, like maybe what am I doing? Would right. I get into this too quickly or whatever? I just, I never did. Cause I really, you know, I fully trusted God and I knew that this was what he wanted for me. So. And, and I remember that day when we talked about what your desires were wanting a person, another man that kept himself and yeah. was all that stuff. And I said, well, look, I wasn't a saint. Like I, I was rebellious and I got in trouble as a kid but I did keep myself. Yeah. You know, I didn't kiss other women. I didn't kiss other girls. I didn't go out. I definitely kept myself for my my wife. And you were kind of relieved and like, wow. So I get this and I get what I really wanted to. And so God is good. God hears our prayers. If there's certain things that you're wanting, uh, I'm not saying that you should want that or not want that. I mean, it's, you should if, if, if a guy happens to have a bad past and gets saved, it is all clean. It's all under the blood, but there might be baggage. Right. There might be trouble in the flesh. Yeah. But it's, it's, if that's the way God wants to go, like a friend of ours just recently got married, and he married a woman that already has a kid. Yeah. Now, she wasn't saved at the time. She's now saved. She loves the Lord, and it, it seems like to be a good match. And he was asking me, you know, the prudence of that. And we talked about it and he was fine with it and I was fine with it. But, uh, and he sought counsel from many different people on that, which was very wise. Yeah. So it's, it's, you may not expect that at first and then it goes into that. I'm not saying it's good or bad or whatever, but that is something that you wanted and, and God 
honored that and and sent you someone unbeknownst to you like you just assumed which i was like well come on man (laughs) my goodness but uh but no it was pretty good so yeah so is there other part of the story they need to know or is is that our story i mean obviously that was just the beginning of our story it was the beginning but i think that's the part most people are interested in i mean obviously how we met it goes on yeah because we wanted to get that was may 22nd and we said let's get married august 8th right and the school forbid us which caused all kinds of problems and ended us up ended up with us out of the school and which was ironic because their whole thing was if you're called to the school then you're called to, to graduate right. I'm like well did you did you graduate graduate us no <laughs> no you because our plan was that you would drop out and go get a job somewhere locally while right. I finished school and then we would uh, go off and, and do whatever now they didn't like that plan they wanted you to graduate too I think they wanted numbers but uh, then they lost two. Yeah. So it was unfortunate. But uh, but no, there was there was that was you know we didn't hear about dating, courting. Well, I heard of dating. Uh, you know all that courting, betrothal stuff. I didn't understand what all that meant. I didn't have to read the book. I kissed dating goodbye. I, I I was just trusting in God, and I knew that the world system was wrong. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That yeah. it was the dating part was wrong. And so you might be a guy out there kind of in my same boat. Don't worry. God has someone out there for you. Just keep your eyes open, be patient right. and do his will, follow him. Even to the point where I'm like, I, I just don't think I'm going to find anybody. I'm just going to focus on ministry and I don't, I don't need this headache of trying to find uh, a woman uh, because I, that, 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 that one girl, Laura, that I tried to, that I was communicating with for a little while. Yeah. We write letters to each other. Uh, at Christmas time, I went back at home because we we're from the same hometown. And I tried to reconnect. I'm like, I did the dumb and dumber thing. I'm like, what's the chances here? <laughs> she was like, not very good. And I didn't say, so you're saying there's a chance. I knew it was over. <laughs> and she had, she had met someone else. She's probably married and it, it's good. It's good for her. And I have nothing bad to say against her because there was nothing that was given. There was nothing taken, nothing given. Right. We, we just, we talked and it seemed like it might go somewhere and it didn't. It right. fizzled. And so there's no shame to, to say it didn't work out, but we, we didn't hold hands. We didn't kiss. We didn't get involved physically at all. So yeah. when you get involved physically, it messes with your mind. You start to become one physically and it's hard to make rational decisions because, well, hey, this feels really good. This is a nice kiss. I'm like, wow. Because when you do kiss, it's a, it's a nice thing. Right. <laughs> That's why they call it kissing. But uh, anyway, the, the, uh, so if you're that guy out there, be encouraged that you can still have your standards. You can still do these things and find a, a godly woman. And if you're a godly woman be encouraged. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, and I will say that for me, like I, like I said, my, my goal was foreign missions and I was really, I was really, you know, single minded in that. And I still have a heart for missions and, and for ministry of all sorts. But at the time that was really all I could see myself doing was ending up in some foreign country hut somewhere. And I'm just, I'm glad that I didn't stay so focused on that, but I was open to whatever God had for me, whatever, whatever came. And, you know, people may look at me now and say, well, yeah, but you never ended up on the foreign mission field. And, and that's true, but not yet, not yet, but I, I feel like I'm exactly where God wants me to be. And I've realized now that there's so many more ministry opportunities that I just didn't see at the time. And so I'm glad I didn't put God in a box and say, well, okay, I need somebody that's going to go to this country or to do this certain type of thing. I was just open. And I think sometimes girls need to, to, you know, maybe consider sometimes your goals, your dreams, whatever you're thinking, God might have something a little different. It's okay. Oh, he always does. He always has other ideas and it's good for us to be open to that. I'm glad you mentioned that because we get so fixed on our lists Right. At times where our guy, our girl must meet this thing. They have to be X, Y, and Z. Right. And we get pigeonholed into that somehow. Sometimes we, we're like, they have to be a, a missionary. They have to speak Spanish. They have yeah. to, 
they have to be 25 years old, you know, whatever. Right. Uh, like one person we knew, like they had to be a doctor. I'm like, you're thinking of someone, aren't you? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like this, this list is very specific. And uh, they were. But <clears throat> the, the, the point is, though, you can have a general idea. And I think it starts with just being a Christian. Right. Like we were talking about earlier. Yeah. On the, on the, uh, the earlier episode, be not unequally yoked. That is a good start. Yeah. Then you're like, well, if obviously I'm a Calvinist and you're not, that might be a problem. So yeah. you might want to get those things ironed out. You know, or if I'm a charismatic and you believe in women preachers and I don't, and you're a woman, you're like, yeah. I want to be a preacher. Well, that's going to be a problem. Right. So you want to narrow those. To some, some of those list things aren't necessarily bad. But if you're like, he's got to be debt free or he, he can't celebrate Christmas. I'm like, well, you're really narrowing your, right. your field down. Yeah. And I see a lot of people get trapped into that instead of being open to God and be like, this person has character. Because we don't know where we're going to be 20 years from now. Exactly. I took you away from the mission field. <laughs> and we have not been on the mission field, even though we've done other types of ministry. We've always been others-minded. We've been open to what God wants us to do. And it doesn't look like it's, it hasn't been on the right. foreign mission field yet. Yeah, And it may not. Yep. But the, the one thing that you were willing to do is just whatever God wanted. And I'm very thankful for that because now I have a wife and we have a beautiful family and the kids are now their missions minded too. Yeah. And we do have to tell them at the same time, don't get so focused on marrying a missionary right. because guys will lie. <laughs> I'm just, just telling you, they'll tell you they're called too, just to get a woman. And they'll do a lot of things to get a woman. But you spend some time and study their character. And a person who n knows God and wants to do God's will is someone you can follow. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's in the ghetto somewhere, if it's in the suburbs somewhere, or if it's on the foreign field. Right. It does not matter if you have someone who loves God and is willing to do whatever God wants. That is the most important thing. Absolutely. So it's hard yeah. to find that, honestly. Yeah. So uh, that, that would be our suggestions. Those are, I don't know if this helps anyone. I mean, everyone's story is unique and I love hearing people's stories, uh, but I love our story the best. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Isn't there something like that at Hobby Lobby or something like that? Every story is nice, but ours is the best. Uh, yeah. And so we like to tell our story. It's, it's sorry, Tates, it's not two, uh, it's not two days long. I know the one time we stayed at their house till like two in the morning and we had to stay the night. Uh, but uh, it was it was fun to tell this. It's fun to tell our story, yeah. Because it's it's a love story, but it didn't actually. It wasn't because of love. Like I decided I'm going to love you at that moment because yeah. you liked me. It's kind of like what Christ did. Christ loved us first. That's why we love Him because He loved us first. And when I found out you liked me, I was like, well, this is easy. Then all I have to do is. <laughs> And I did like you. Um, there was a lot of other girls I liked, yeah. but not all of them liked me. So that was a big help. Right. Um, so anyway, but I chose to, to love you at that point, that I'm going to love you. Now, granted, it took me a while to understand what that really was. And when we got to the, the, the altar to get married at the church there, then that was just the beginning. That was right. just the beginning. Actually, getting engaged was really the beginning, but the, the process of me. But I didn't really know what I was getting into until that wedding day, and we became one flesh, and and which was that's the fun part, right? Yeah. And then, uh, but then after that, there's just all those you're two different personalities coming together. And it's not like we fought a lot. We don't really fight a lot. We don't argue a lot. But there is still that. We are two different humans Absolutely. and just trying to understand and trying to understand me is very difficult. <laughs> so I appreciate you being patient, but anyway, so is there anything else you wanted to, to bring up on our, our story? So this is our so. story. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's what I'm sticking with. So, um, anyway, I hope that helps out some people. Some people were emailing wanting to hear that story and which led to talking about, courtship, betrothal, dating, and that whole aspect. If you have questions 
or if you have comments, there's some people that say, well, hey, you didn't talk about this. And this is important when to consider about courting and, and dating and, and things like that. Um, e- you can email us. Go ahead and email us at talk at fellowshipofbelievers.org. Talk at fellowshipofbelievers.org. And drop us a line and just tell us some of the, the pitfalls that you've experienced or some of the joys you've had of some of all these man-made experiments. Let's just call them that. We're yeah. trying to figure out what God wants. And we don't want a system because it's most systems work well for that person that came up with the system <laughs> usually. Right. But for others, it could be a real headache and a real challenge. So we, I'm not against trying to come up with some kind of way to do this. But let's just be open to what God wants and be sensitive that an 18-year-old is different than a 28-year-old and that my daughter might be different. My first daughter might be different than my third daughter. And this guy coming to me is different than the other guy. There's a whole bunch that plays into this. And we just have to be led of the Spirit to get this right. So, And it worked for us. It's working for us. And I don't suggest our story necessarily. No. But it worked for us. It did. And and to be fair, we didn't know better. I mean, it wasn't like we were raised the way we're raising our kids. We weren't, I had never had heard of courtship. I right. didn't know. We just didn't know any of that. So, I mean, we were simply following God and trying to do what we thought was right at the time. And so. Right. If we were raised the way we were raised, raising our kids, we wouldn't be at Bible college alone together. Right. And exactly making our own decisions. So it was a little bit different, but I never considered asking my parents. I should have, but they haven't been in my life. I'm, I'm living on my own in, in college and you're kind of on your own. You should have at least gotten some advice. I should have. <laughs> like this guy's asking me to get married and what do you think? <laughs> I know it's, it's true. I should have, but I, it, Really didn't cross my mind. No, that is, that, that might be for the best. Of course, your parents are kind of easygoing. <laughs> they would have, they been, would have been like, whatever. Um, if they let the other guys marry your sisters, then, oh, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably going to listen to this and be like, what? And I'm like, look, man, they let me marry you. <laughs> so uh, that is bizarre. All right. Well, this was fun. This is yeah. anytime we get to talk about our story, even though it's hot in here. Um, it's not because we're telling our story. It's just, this is fun for us to do because we get to talk about us yeah. and we don't get to do that too often. I know the kids like to hear our story and, uh, only Josh was hearing it for the 15th time probably, <laughs> but, uh, the kids like to listen to the podcast too. So they'll hear our story again and be like, Oh boy, here they go again. Yep. And they'll probably be like, you missed that part about, you know, this, that, and the other. I, I don't, I don't know what we, we missed. But uh, hopefully there was some teaching, teaching points in this. So anyway, I hope this helps someone out. And if it didn't help you out, I hope you at least enjoyed it. Yeah. So Joshua, you're ready to get us out of here. So we will be back uh, next episode, hopefully with me and Larry. And we'll get back talking about church and other boring topics compared to this one. This (laughs) one's fun. All right. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Mike Charleston Podcast.